0: Would you please stand for the reading of today's gospel? These are the, this is the opening parable to start our look at Matthew chapter 25 and will be the basis for the sermon today. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps, but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps the foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, our lamps are going out. No, they replied, There may not be enough for both us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly, I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. The Gospel of the Lord. My dear friends in Christ, something special about today that makes every day equally special. Today could be the day. It really does change everything in an instant. It's so hard to be a preacher through a a church year or a worshiper through a church year when you can only focus on one little thing at a time. You know, our Lord Jesus can teach his disciples one thing and we forget it the next day. And this is one of those truths. The reality of the return of our Lord could be a reality that speaks to you, that teaches and, and applies to you every time you wake up. Every time you wake up and every day. And yet we, but we get to sing that hymn once a year, Right? <laughs> And not we don't necessarily sing it every morning, but we could. You could have, I guess, you could have a morning playlist that does every hymn of the day through the church year and puts everything in your head right away to start that day, makes every day a special day. There's a key message for today, and for every special day that follows it, and that is keep watch, keep watch, keep watch, keep watch. You don't know the day or the hour. Um, I said in the last service, it's kind of like, what if we had a pregnancy where God made it so that at any time in the term of the pregnancy, which we know to be typically nine months, you know, right? If we at any time in that pregnancy, the baby could come full and be fully healthy, full term. If, if we could go from Not pregnant to full-term pregnancy like that. How would that change your preparation? Parents already, when they are blessed to hear that they are expecting... You know that they're not waiting until the day before the due date to pack a bag for the hospital or identify which hospital they're going to be going to. They've already got that planned out. But I don't know what necessarily is ready on day one when the, or whenever the pregnancy test shows that you're pregnant. And then what if? What if? It'd be the same kind of environment at school. If a school teacher said, Um, To the college students, we got this semester of study, right? We got we got August or whatever to December And there's a final exam But the way I'm going to teach this course is I can give the final exam and it will still be as weighty as a final exam It will still be a final exam, but it will come any day of the semester Now what? (laughs) How does that change your how how do you how do you go to that class with peace of mind any day of the semester when it could be the day of the final exam? How would you, like, have to prepare yourself if it could happen at any moment? This is so crucial for us when it comes to thinking about how Jesus views our preparation for the last day. Or being watchfully ready. Keeping watch. He says keep it. Keep, 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 watch. It's an ongoing thing. It's important because it changes your idea of time or readiness and preparation out of something that could be like the checklist by the door or the pre-packed bag that's ready and waiting by itself and you just have to grab it. It changes your watchfulness and your readiness to something that never really stops so that I would never have something in my heart that say, Jesus, I know you, I confess the creed, I say the Lord's Prayer, and I've been through catechism class, and now my, that bag is packed, and it's sitting by the door, and I'm going to go give my attention to this other life I envision myself living that has you in the bag and me in the world. I don't, I don't view checklist Christianity like that, as like a, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, and now... Now there's nothing left for me. The whole dynamic of keep watch for you don't know the day or hour puts us in the position of constancy. So what Jesus is talking about is more akin to Christian existence and daily living than it is to something like, tell me, just tell me what to do so I can check it off. What is the ongoing thing that we either have at work in our hearts and lives, like oil ready in lamps, and makes us wise virgins ready for the coming of the bridegroom, versus a people who do not have this ongoing and ready, like the foolish virgins who didn't have any oil in their lamps. So Jesus uses this story to invite us into thinking about what that watchfulness of a christian is like and would be in our lives and he uses the story of those it's kind of nice to have a sermon illustration right Um, and a little object lesson he uses the teaching of an oil lamp and you have the setting of these virgins who have this wonderful honor and joy of escorting the bride who's already technically been married to this guy. They're just waiting for the day of the, that ultimate feast and celebration and living under one roof together. But in their custom, they've already married. Their parents have already figured this out. They've already figured this out. They're married together. But there's no like service like we have. They just wait for the party. They have a scheduled party date to celebrate the formal marriage that has already happened. So there's a married bride and there's a married bridegroom and they've got all their friends and they're just waiting for that special night when they're going to come together have a big old party and they will begin to live together as husband and wife how fun is that who doesn't like a party and if you want to get there without stumbling over yourself in the dark you're gonna need one of these okay this is your little light source so this is a little oil lamp All you really need for an oil lamp is a bowl and a shoelace. And you can make an oil lamp. But unless you want to walk around like this, trying not to spill your oil, you eventually, you know, modern technology, you give a little pinch so that the wick comes out and that wick of a candle isn't just like swirling around the bowl in all 360 degrees. So they, they got creative. They gave a little pinch. So, the wick would be fixed in a spot, and you might even make that clay wrap around the wick. How fancy new and improved I, you know I went to town when I bought this one, I did not just get the bowl and shoelace version. I got this one, and not only that, but it 's got like the lip around the top with a hole in the middle, so i can I can almost jog in this thing without running low on my oil. you know I can keep keep my oil in there, slosh around and it won 't spill so easily. Very, very nice oil lamp you're looking at right here. So not only would you have this though to burn, but anybody who doesn't know the exact day or the hour, in preparation for the bridegroom's coming, we don't all synchronize our apps on our phones or our watches on our wrists. Well, he's coming sometime. We don't know he's going to get here with the boys, so they wait, and you need you need this extra jug of oil with you so that when this gets burned down you can refill it and go jogging through the woods some more with everybody else and make it to the banquet hall, right? So this is the story that Jesus tells. And not only that, but he brings it to the fullness of its devastation and its joy. Zeroing in on what detail would you say is most predominant in this? Zeroing in on the detail of those who were not ready, who said, Lord, Lord, but didn't have oil ready, were not prepared for that greatest of days and the wedding, the wedding banquet that was coming. And those people who go up and knock at the door. And these call him by his title Lord, 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 open it for us. And the surprising twist it's not true to life. No bridegroom would really forget the friends. But true to Judgment Day, there are those who say, Lord, Lord, with their checklist Christianity who are not really ready and go unrecognized by Jesus when he comes again. And that's what you and I get to think about. That's where this parable has led us. What is it not to be them? Maybe we should have retitled the ready for the, ready for the harvest, how not to be shut out. You know. Come up with a new title for this service today. What is it to be watchful? What is it to be the person, not just with the lamp, but with the oil that's ready for any time, late or early? Because the key detail that stands out in the middle that throws, that throws everything else as a cause and effect, as a past the point which you can't go back, is those details of saying the bridegroom was a long time in coming. The bridegroom was a long time in coming. What does that mean for your Christian faith? Not everyone in this room was necessarily raised in the Christian faith. I had the blessing of being raised in the Christian faith. And I learned that I was a sinner, and I learned that I had a Savior, and people told me that there was going to be this day, and it could be today, they said they said it could be today i'm i'm 5 years old i'm 8 years old i'm 10 years old i'm 12 years old and people looked in my eye and they say today today could be the day it could be now it could be now it could be now the day of our lord and i and i had that truth and you know what it didn't come when i was 8 or 10 or 12 i'm i'm 39 <laughs> so i I heard it again in high school, I heard it again through college, and I heard it again through seminary, and I went out and I preached it, and it could be any time, and then we all kind of look up at heaven, and you breathe, and you hold your breath, you give God a good two seconds to come, and then it doesn't happen, and you go on doing something else, right? This has a bridegroom been a long time in coming. This is, the, this is the dynamic that stares us in the eye, that is the wrinkle. Uh, that looks at us in this parable and says what if he's a long time in coming what is your christian life like you're tempted to do what you grow indifferent to things you were once sensitive to 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 be moved and stirred and and touched by your lord in one day and one point in time But what happens with the next one? This is really an exercise that helps us review the the dynamics at play in our Christian living. We're not doing a checklist of what you are to have prepared. I know Jesus. I know sin. I know a Savior. Boom. Done. This is talking about how does God continue to make us active and watchful, living and breathing the truths of our faith all the time and every time without departure. And there's one thing I know about that, that it's a war. There's one thing I know about that is that my sinful nature is like a little oil lamp With one ginormous hole at the bottom, a hugely flawed and defected holder of the words of God. You teach me once, you teach me twice, but that doesn't mean I know how to fish. He taught his disciples once, he taught his disciples twice, but only by the Spirit do we confess Jesus as Lord today and have it not be a sham. What, what is it, Christian friends, to know him? That's what he said in Isaiah. You want a little wrinkle on what it is to be watchful, keeping watch for the Lord? He said, you'll know my name. They'll know my name. And that's not a checklist for God. That's call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you will honor me. And the people who think, you never leave this home. I could never leave that oil home. I could never pack a bag and set it by the door and ever think that there's such a thing as a life without you in it. Who's going to be there? When I say a lie, and I have to be put together again like Humpty Dumpty who fell off the wall. Who's going to put me together again and make me whole when I sin? When I'm greedy or when I'm lustful? Who's going to light healing in my heart? Who's going to keep me from being calloused and indifferent to those wonderful sensitivities that the word of God has of what it means to love what it is to be gods in this world. Who's going to be keep me fresh and oiled but the service of the word of God. I can't, I can't go into a conversation without God's thinking about that person or God's thinking about me or God's strength to be who he has called me to be in that conversation and not just making this on my own who's going to keep that filled with oil? It sends us running in every aspect of life that there is no such thing as leaving the bag, checking off the box, and moving on to something else. You, you are my life. Put the bag over my shoulder. Today could be the day what This is the dynamic of faith, is that I, you keep me, Lord. You keep me fresh to my sin, and you keep me fresh to my Savior. And every moment is a is a breath of your grace and your goodness, and every conversation gets seasoned with the salt of your love and the Word of God in it. And every thought is, I don't want these thoughts to run wild. I want, don't want these thoughts to depart from the Word of God. I want them to be molded and shaped and touched by them i want the word of god to be present in them because i know what happens when it's not this is christian living and it's just a special view on it in view of your lord's coming in view of the reality that is at place israelites jerusalem zion clothe yourself today with splendor. Look who you are! Put put on your strength and wear it as you go out into the world. Don't pack it in a bag, saying, I'll pick that up when I need it. That is a life that's a myth. For you need, you need that word to catch you when you fall. You need that word to be a lamp for your feet and a light for your path. You need that word to gird you with confidence and strength as God's child in the world with the peace only he can give. There is a way of thinking about Jesus' second coming that is molded and shaped by these scriptures. And you cannot think about his coming again without his first coming. And what I mean by that is there is no thinking about my daily life without a Jesus who came to live for me, a perfect life under every commandment for the way that I fail. I want that Jesus going with me as I approach the second coming. there's a way that I need everything about his first coming and the death that paid for my sins to catch me when I fall as I approach the second coming. There is no readiness for Jesus' coming that doesn't have the well-oiled lamp of his first coming all along the way. So brothers and sisters, we're going to keep doing what watchfulness and readiness have always been about doing confessing our sins and turning to a savior when we knock on the door and we, we hear the bridegroom's voice and follow to the wedding hall that we get there and he says are you sinners because I'm a savior do we know each other He say absolutely you're the one I need Instead of him opening the door and having checklist believers who are goers and givers and prayers and they quote their scriptures, but they have, they have no living confession and absolution in their heart. They don't live in the trust, of the, in the dependence on the grace of God. God, give this to you. God, mold and shape you by this. That, that daily you would know that my day depends on the mercy of God. And compassion of God for me to live today. Is that you behind the door? Yes, it is. Come and share your master's happiness. Anything else? And he says, I don't know that. I don't know that. I was a savior from sinners, I'm a giver to the helpless. I'm not people with packed bags. Just pick them up to arrive at the day and get in. Brothers and sisters, keep watch with me. Let no thought go unattended. Let no day be by itself. No life, no conversation lived or expressed apart from the word and god keep us as we throw ourselves back to the cross god keep us filled with joy and confidence that his coming his coming is coming soon we don't know the day or the hour but it is something when we say getting get ready for it be ready for it you're filled with excitement because you know what it's going to mean for you when your savior When your Savior comes, when your Savior opens the door, when your Savior on whom your life depends is right there to bring you into final deliverance, there will be nothing like it. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived of what God has prepared for those who love him. God, keep us ready for that day. Amen.